Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. I think I'm ready to do the show. How did that happen? Oh, it's going. Well, That's how it happened. No choice. We're going to find out. Still reading some stuff, but I'll pull it together. Yeah. Here we go. Hi, Faith. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly. We are broadcasting right after Thanksgiving here at Show Creator Studio South here in Las Vegas. For the holiday, Penn got to host the International Emmys. He hosted the <laughs> International Emmys for the whole world. He also got back on stage at the Penn Teller Theater. Here he is, preaching the love on his horse, Penn Gillette. <laughs> on his horse? On his horse. back in the saddle. Oh, back in the saddle. Yeah. I'm preaching love. Preaching love. And we have ha- Handsome Jack kind of on a work-study thing. Yes. He's not really here. We're not really going to interview him, but he does have headphones on. He's sitting in front of a microphone. So if something he- brilliant pops into his mind, he will spew it out, I'm sure. I'm guessing more ombudsman. I'm guessing that's what okay, he'll pipe in good, as good, good, an, an ombudsman. So I have been doing uh, shows for last week. This is not English grammar. For last week uh, with uh, Michael Carbonaro. Yes. And you know something? Um, we both said this. We both admitted it. So if he hears this, he won't be, um, he won't be offended. Upset. It was better than we thought it was going to be. And I think maybe by a bit, maybe by a bit it was better. See, I thought, you know, hey, Michael Carbonara was good. Yes. He can can do a good show, you know? Yeah. Uh, People seem to like me now and again. Yeah. So I thought, put the two together, and I thought it was going to be, um, what is the opposite of synergy? Uh, Clusterfuck? Clusterfuck. <laughs> I thought it was going to be um, uh, two pretty good acts that together were okay. Chocolate and another kind of chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just do I feel like eating both kinds of chocolate now? Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. And, but you um, guys were chocolate and peanut butter. Yes. Uh, it was, um, it had a better, there was some synergy there, and I don't really know how. Because we didn't do too much together. Um, but um, I thought it had a, a good vibe to it. And the audience seemed to also enjoy it very much. Well, great. And we had good-sized crowds. That's that's the greatness. Which uh, in Vegas now is remarkable. Yeah. Because many of the other... Um, Many of many of our siblings yes. do not have big crowds. No, Cirque du Soleil's Black Friday sale was 50% all tickets to any show in Cirque. Right, and they came to see us instead. <laughs> so that that's all you need to know. 
We gave no discount at all. Yeah. And they, on Black Friday, we had a very good crowd. All the people going, listen, you can give fucking Cirque tickets away. I'm going to be here. <laughs> um, so that was, uh, that was nice. And, Plus, uh, you know, Carbonaro does the shaving cream bit, which means there's a much, there's a little more sex appeal on the show than usual. Uh, well, Michael Carbonaro, as he says himself, yeah, would not have gotten through high school Spanish if he weren't attractive. <laughs> <laughs> he explained that to me very clearly. He is aware that his charm yeah. and his looks have gotten him further than maybe some other things he has. <laughs> And it is kind of odd because I have been working for 47 years yeah. with another troll, <laughs> right? And when I go on with Mac King and Piff the Magic Dragon, yeah. and we won't need to talk about anybody else that was independent <laughs> friends, I am not working with people who'd be on the cover of 16 Magazine. <laughs> There are no kissing close pictures of Penn and Friends. No. There are no kissing close pictures of Penn and Teller. Yeah, but I'm maybe more of a shoo-in for like a fireman magazine. Yeah, uh -huh, maybe, maybe. Or maybe. something with, with my overalls. I could probably find some fetish at least. Some fetish, yeah. 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 And I could I could do fine with people who like gap, you know, gap sweatshirts. <laughs> Boy, my my kink is gap sweatshirts. Um but uh Michael Carbonaro is is actually bona fide attractive. Yes. And I don't think I've ever been on stage with that before. No. I'm thinking, I play with an RBQ. I play with half Japanese. <laughs> um, the residents literally hide themselves. The residents. Elvis Costello. Yeah. Who else have been on stage with? I've been on stage with, well, um, uh, when I did Exonerated... Yeah. I was on stage. I guess I was on stage with Peter Coyote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mia Farrow, but not pushing it then, you know. Um, who have it, I been for, on stage? For a large concert, you share the stage with Imagine Dragons. Mm hmm. And Killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, I was on stage with them. Yeah. But it wasn't like I was sharing the stage. No, no, no. I was over there, and there was Dan, and there was. Yeah, the lead singer from The Killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to say his no, name. No, in fact, so, I prefer you to. Flowers. Please don't. Flowers. Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's play another game. Mother. <laughs> but being on stage with someone who, when he runs up on stage, yeah. at the beginning of the show, people kind of go, ooh, ooh they're hi. so good looking. Hello. And then he comes out in his towel, and although he is, it's not played for beefcake. No, it's played for a joke. And although he doesn't uh, pump up and look, although he did say, "If I could have another moment or two before starting this, I could do some push-ups." He did say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think, but he's he not was, like doing painting the three hundred abs on or anything like. No, that. he wasn't doing that. He wasn't doing that. <laughs> and there's a moment in the shaving cream thing where he does stick his belly out in a way that Tom Cruise wouldn't do. Yes, even though Tom Cruise could do it. Right. He would never choose never to do it. Doing and it. if for a moment he chose to do it, they would digitally take it out, no matter how much it costs. Did you see? I don't care if it's $5 million. Cover up that bald spot. And yet he runs. And yet he runs with his hands open. Like blades. Like blades. Because if he were to make fists 
when he runs, that would be aerodynamically less sound <laughs> and would stop the speed. Tom Cruise will always take his shirt off, run with his hands open, and cry. Every movie. It's like Walter Matthau being in his boxer shorts. You can count on it. It's... <laughs> You, you're never, it's like Jennifer Jason Lee being topless. You can take those to the bank. Yeah. You know, uh, Jennifer, you're playing uh, Dorothy Parker. My top's off already, yeah. Okay. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Ed, roll. You're not directing, Jennifer. And roll. <laughs> Action. Uh, but Michael Carbonaro, it, it's an odd experience to be on stage with someone who's attractive. With all due respect to Teller. <laughs> With all due respect yes. to Matt King, yeah. With all due respect to present company, but for the first time ever, your your fans are asking for the blood trick to come back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no doubt. Why couldn't you and Carbonaro strip naked or Carbonaro? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you say the show's over? Carbonaro's going to do blood, and you can go do whatever you want. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice for you to get home to your family sooner? <laughs> wouldn't you enjoy that, Ben? We'll be here with Carbonaro. <laughs> We're going to play a little bit of I'm Too Sexy for My Shirt. <laughs> Did you see uh, Maverick, the Top Gun movie? Yes. I hated it. <laughs> I was just like, the love scene? I guess if you want to call it that. The mm. scene where uh, uh, him and Jennifer Connelly. No, 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 that one. <laughs> that was hot. Um, but I love when he says he's got a bunch of guys on the beach. Yes. And they're all in skimpy little swimsuits. Yes. And they're all running and tackling and hugging each other. Yes. Right? And the guy says to him, which is, I think, the voice of sanity crying in the wilderness. Yeah. And Maverick says, that's not football. Right? Yes. Because they're not playing football. Yes. They're hugging each other on the beach nearly naked. Yes. And Tom Cruise says, it's a different kind of football. <laughs> He does say that. He does. He says, I invented this kind of football to build team spirit. And I'm thinking to myself, Tom, are you trying to claim that you invented homosexuality? Because we have previous documentation before you were born. Even though, Tom, it was a long time ago that you were born, we have previous documentation of sodomites. You did not invent it on a beach. But it's just like, what are you talking about, Tom? A different kind of football. And I've often thought that there should be a a, a gay porn site called A Different Kind of Football. <laughs> but okay, go to the love scene. Oh, no. But I, are his hands open? <laughs> it should be. It's basically like they just keep doing several attempts at a, pil at a, at a, at a, at a pillow and sheet fort. Yeah. And then they smile at each other. And then you're supposed to assume they had sex. Yeah. But there's no evidence well, it's the, they just kind of keep throwing a sheet in the air and giggling at each other. He, sh he she should have said to him, "Let's play another kind of football." <laughs> <laughs> he would have said, "Okay, absolutely, let's play a different kind of football." But the audience at the Penn and Teller Theater, yes, very much wanted to see Michael Carbonaro play a different kind of football, <laughs> and were indifferent to any kind of football that I might play. <laughs> If I said, I have a kind of football I want to play, they say, fine, do that on your own time. In the meantime, do a card trick. 
<laughs> you do your card tricks perfectly clothed. Is completely clothed. Is that right, Ben? Yes, it is. Good. Card trick time. <laughs> and then give us arrows to Toyland with Michael Carbonaro. And you sometimes see he has uh, like 30 seconds here and there in the middle of his routines mm -hmm. where I'm watching from backstage and I'm going, he's not doing anything. <laughs> There's not a joke here. There's not a trick here. He's smiling and posing. <laughs> Nothing's going on. And then I see the audience. I can peek out and see them, and they are wrapped. And I go, oh, they're enjoying themselves. So whatever he's doing, they're happy with. <laughs> if I were out there, I would speed over those times. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I were out there, those times... I should speed over them. <laughs> the audience would say, you know that 30 seconds that you're just standing there and letting us look at you and enjoy you? Yeah. We don't need that. Don't. Well, we got, we got plenty. I wanted to yell done during that part. <laughs> <laughs> done. If you're willing to move forward, I'm done. <laughs> now, did you come see the You didn't see? I didn't get a chance to. I, I mistakenly thought you had a show tonight and you don't. Uh, no, we don't. But it sold well. Yes. People seem to like it. I could. I basically was scrambling to see if I could go last night, but I honestly thought it's it's impolite to ask for on a holiday Saturday. I thought it was impolite to ask for. Well, you would have been welcome, and I I think this is top secret. But then again, this is Penn Sunday School. Yeah, and we try to keep our listeners' ship small so we can <laughs> talk intimately. <laughs> that you know, it's like Billy Gibbons. I was on a cruise in the China Sea with Billy Gibbons, yeah. which is the way every story should start. <laughs> on a private cruise. Yeah. Where Paul Allen, after he was dead, yes. rented a cruise boat <laughs> and put me, Billy Gibbons, Jay Leno, Joe Walsh, um, Chrissy Hines, and another small amount of people. You've done some weird gigs. I've done some weird gigs. We go Paul, star. Dead Paul Allen's cruise is pretty much, it's, it's up there though, right? It's a weird aspect. Top five. But I remember, uh, I remember uh, Billy Gibbons, every night they had a jam session. Yeah. And the jam session was not like some, you know, some goofballs you happen to know. Yeah. It was Billy Gibbons, Joe Walsh. Who's the monster from Toto? Uh, no, not from Toto, from Living Color. The monster guitar player from Living Color. Vernon Reed. Yeah. Monster, Vernon Reed, monster, monster, monster. He was just like, you know, jamming with Billy Gibbons. Vernon Reed, Billy Gibbons, three in the morning. What, wasn't Ringo on that cruise? Yes. Okay. Just jamming, just doing stuff. And I was the one that was there every moment. Ringo didn't jam. Just, Ringo did what he was supposed you, to do. You, you said that jam. as if, yeah, Ringo, but he's not worth mentioning, is the way you answered that question. No, no, he <laughs> wasn't jamming. Ringo didn't jam. Ringo oh, didn't jam. He didn't Ringo jam. Ringo didn't jam. But he was on Ringo had other things to do. Okay. Flash a peace sign. But Ringo's little, you know? You think of Ringo as being a normal-sized person. I do. Is, yeah, but Ringo is little. In fact, I thought he was like the tallest of the Beatles. No, the tallest no. of the Beatles is John Lennon, you fool. <laughs> then George, then uh, Youngest Paul. of the Beatles is George. Yeah. Youngest Beatle is George. Oldest Beatle is? John Lennon. Ringo! Damn Jesus it. Christ! Um, but Ringo is also slight. Ringo is the weight you want to be at 80 if you want to live to 81. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Ringo is yeah. Ringo looks incredibly healthy yeah Ringo looks very healthy anyway Billy Gibbons came out on stage and said I'm thinking of getting into jazz 
because I don't like crowds. <laughs> <laughs> and then he played jazz. Oh, it was it was it was remarkable. But that's what this podcast is. You know, yes. we we keep the listenership down, yep. so we can talk intimately. Yes, intimately. So last night the audience did not know it, but you know who was in the crowd, wearing sunglasses, a baseball hat. In the back row of the mezzanine. Oh, I know this. Nick Cage. Nick Cage. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Tell her. Tell her's watching the show. Tell her watch the show. Tell her came to see the show. And um, Michael Carbonaro said to me, it is so cute how nervous you are. <laughs> I, I was nauseated. I had butterflies. My hands were shaking. If you saw the show last night, it wasn't as good as Black Friday when, incidentally, uh, uh, Cirque du Soleil tickets were half price and still no one fucking went. <laughs> <laughs> On Black Friday, that was our best show. Ah. Our best show. Okay? And then Saturday night, the show was a little off because I was nervous. And... Uh, some people said kindly they couldn't tell, but I could tell, and Carbonaro could tell. <laughs> and he said, it's so cute that you you are nervous because your partner of 47 years is in the audience. And I said, no, I'm nervous because Teller is in the audience. <laughs> and there is a difference. Okay? There is a difference. Because we all know Piff's prayer. Yes. Please, God, don't let me know what Teller really thinks of me. Yes. So. I know what Teller really thinks of me, okay? <laughs> God has already punished me, and now he's watching with nothing to do but watch. Right. Usually, now, you know, they say the, the director within the actor must die, right? Yes. You must be really in the moment. Teller has never been in the moment one fucking second on stage. <laughs> All Teller is doing is directing the fucking show. I catch Teller. I've caught him. I've taught him while we are doing the show, and he is on stage with a spotlight on him watching the video to see how it's being covered. <laughs> I have seen him directing the show while he's in it, and not like Jerry Lewis running over and going, um, is that bad enough to put out? Yeah, let's go. Um, <laughs> and that was my Jerry Lewis. I like it. Pretty good. You didn't, you'd have to tell me again. I knew it was Jerry Lewis the whole time. I had the imaginary lozenge. That's the key. Yeah. When I was working with Dino, um, but Teller will actually be directing the show while we're doing the show. If Teller had his absolute druthers, Teller would be saying during the show, I move a little downstage. Move a little bit to the left. That'll look better. <laughs> and that's why he doesn't talk on stage because what I have to say on stage is something to the audience. What Tell has to say on stage is bring the follow spot up a little sooner. <laughs> that's what Tell wants to be saying. So after the show, Tell said, What a delightful, wonderful show. I just loved it. We've got to move that U.S. map <laughs> downstage a little more. That's got to be downstage. Uh, the way Jones, he's, well, we'll talk about all this later. <laughs> and Carbonaro thought I was terrified that Teller was going to say something about my performance, which I kind of knew he wouldn't. Yeah. He was going to have something to say about the staging. Yes. When you're walking over there, it's, it's awkward. Let me try to get that, you know. And he just said to Carbonaro, you're wonderful. And um, <laughs> uh, 
But uh, he had stuff to do. And um, uh, Glenn said afterwards to Aaron, he said, you will get email with several pages of notes on the show from Teller. And Aaron was like, Teller's not in this show. And, you know, what Glenn and I wanted to say was, yes, but when he goes and sees a production of The Tempest, yeah, if he's got nothing to do with it, they get two or three pages of notes. <laughs> <clears throat> if you're doing a show, Teller has notes for you. It's, it's as simple as that. There's never been a show that Teller couldn't improve. And the problem with that is, the problem with ridiculing him for that, which I yeah. deeply want to do. Yeah. Usually right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the most exasperating thing. Yeah. I remember talking to Piff because like, he, he listens to you uh, uh, as, we, as we all do. And you're like, I never watch myself. I never do any of those things. And Piff is like, I'm trying to be like Penn, but it's like, it's hard. And I was like, well, Penn has Teller. Teller watches everything. Yeah. And Teller reads everything. Yeah. I was like, so everything depends on so Teller. Do. Teller doesn't read everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teller doesn't read criticism or anything like that. No, no. But Teller does watch everything we do. Yeah. And then Glenn reads everything. And Glenn also has been teaching us to hold grudges, <laughs> which we were unable to do. You aren't. I've held grudges for you. Where I've been addicted to someone, and I'm like, I ran into this motherfucker, and you're like, who? And you're like, this guy you hate. And you're like, oh, I forgot. And you're like, well, then why am I carrying that water? Yeah, Glenn does that. Yeah. Glenn, Glenn, you know, this guy, oh, uh, tell him we'll come in and go, I got an email from a guy who wants me to do a uh, an article for his magic magazine. And Glenn will say, that's the guy that said in these words, Teller sucks. He said he trashed Penn and Teller just a few years ago. Teller goes, uh, he goes, yeah, we talked about it. And Teller goes, really? He goes, yeah, he goes, hey, it seems okay. <laughs> and how does he seem okay? He wrote an email to Teller saying, would you do this? Not, I'm sorry. I treated you. <laughs> We've had people that have fucked us over. Three, four times, and we just going back. And Glenn just goes, "No, we're not going to do that gig." Remember, they didn't pay us. Remember, we showed up. There was no dressing room. It was a horrible gig. And you guys are miserable. Teller came back from doing a tour where he was sick, right? Where he had to get up early in the morning. Where he hated it. Where he was miserable the whole time. He was on the plane sitting next to Glenn and went. That went great. The whole tour went great. And Glenn says to us all the time, what is wrong with you two? What is wrong with you two? It's always tabula rasa. You look at the back and go, that was all right. That was good. No, no. They held you against a tree, pissed on you, and punched you in the face. Really? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I guess we, uh, huh. Yeah. <laughs> For the listeners, I want to contrast Teller's way of being aware of everything and notice everything. And your way, when you were setting up the show with Carb Carbonaro, and Aaron, your stage manager, said, what do you want the background to look like <laughs> yeah. for this piece, Penn? Yeah. I said, said, well, I I'm not going to be turning around. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'll, I'll never see it. <laughs> You can you can, you can put signs up that say "Doesn't Ped suck?" I won't know it. 
Yeah, Aaron asked a lot of stuff, and I just said, I'm not going to see that. You know why I'm not going to see that? Because Teller told me I couldn't turn my back on the audience. Because <laughs> you know there have been shows where we put a new set in, where the lights come up and the audience reacts, and I will turn my back on the audience to see what they're reacting to. Yeah. Oh, what's that? I mean, if that was acceptable, magicians' jobs would be a lot easier. You're just allowed to turn your back on the audience all the time and then turn back around. It would be much better, much better. You know what I'm going to talk about now? I, I have a vague idea. Okay, we're going to talk about Stamps.com. Yes! You, you were right, right? Yeah. You nailed it. You nailed it. Right about now, seasonal excitement or dread is really starting to settle in, especially for small businesses. If you mail stuff, get Stamps.com. Yes. Now, they're saying small business so-and-so, and they're right. Yeah. But if you mail stuff, have stamps.com. Yeah. It's as easy as that. And um, uh, how? what kind of person is able to use stamps.com, Matt Donnelly? Why, Penn, even ogres like me can use stamps.com. <laughs> and they have good help, don't they? They do, thank goodness. Otherwise, it'd just be me banging rocks and hoping <laughs> the gods would get this stuff in the mail. Uh, you don't want to slay through traffic to get to the post office? No. No, you don't want to go to the post office really. At all. Yeah, certainly you know, not in December. No, no. Stamps.com is a longtime supporter of the show. We've used their services since 2012. Yes. If you get something from Penn & Teller, yep. if the long-suffering Laura sends you an autographed picture or a t-shirt or anything. Postcard. You can bet anything that Stamps.com is involved in this. Yes. They send out everything. Everything from your scoop stuff. That's right. Stamps.com. It's a one-stop shop for all your shipping and mailing needs. For more than 20 years, Stamps... Remember when Stamps.com started? It was like a new company. Yeah. Now it's been 20 years. Crazy. And I can't believe there's anyone... I think... I don't want to talk for the CEO of, of Stamps.com because I'm not that. But doesn't it seem like everybody uses Stamps.com already? Yes. So they're just trying to reach like one person in our audience yeah. that isn't using Stamps.com. It's like undecided voters in the last week of an election. Yeah, exactly. That's who needs Stamps.com. So if you haven't got Stamps.com, what's wrong with you? Get Stamps.com, but don't tell them you're the last one or they'll <laughs> stop advertising and supporting us. Use Stamps.com to print postage, whatever you do business. All you need is a computer and a printer. And if you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule it right through your Stamps.com dashboard. Rates are constantly changing. With Stamps.com's switch and save feature, you can easily compare carriers and rates. And some of their rates, lower than you'd get at the post office. Yeah. Which I think there should be legislation against. <laughs> but in the meantime, use Stamps.com. This holiday season, trade late nights for silent nights and get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code PEN for this special office that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter the code PEN. Pen. Oh, you know, about the, you, you know about this one, too. This is another one you're an expert at. Uh, uh, Skylight Frames, right? Oh, yes. yes Skylight Frames is great. So, so good. How much did your dad like Skylight Frames? It was great. I mean, this year started as a pandemic thing. We couldn't get, couldn't get together during the holidays. My dad has six kids all over the world. Mm -hmm. And so we all just started sending him a bunch of pictures over Skylight Frames. He loved it. And get this. They send you an email. If, you, if I haven't sent my dad a picture in a while to go into his frame, mm -hmm. they go like, hey, you haven't emailed your dad in a while. Why don't you send him a picture? And you do. And I do. And then he's happy. Yes. Then you're his favorite son. Yes, by far. Skylight Frame is why I am 
Top one of six. <laughs> that was pretty good. That's pretty great. That's pretty good, yeah. And skylight frames, uh, it's a really good idea. Emily has one. She gave the email out to everybody, so the stuff that pops up on her frame, remarkable. Um, <laughs> it's a game changer for changing pictures, for sharing pictures with your mom, dad, grandmother, etc. We live many hours away from each other. Also... Face it, you don't know what presents to get for anybody. <laughs> you just don't know what to get. And anything you know that will work, yeah. you're like, okay, that's done. Yes. So you can just, this is for the that's done checklist. Yeah. If you've got somebody that would want to see a picture of you and your family, get them a skylight frame. And your father, who is not that much more competent than you are, nope. he was able to what, install it? Yeah, he's got it all set up. Takes like a minute. Yeah, nothing. Effortlessly. You just put it up there and it looks beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. All it have we explained what it is yet? They probably have a way in this thing I'm reading you, that explains it yeah. clearly. Anyone can email pictures to it. You just send it like a regular email and it pops up in the frame at yeah. home. And the frame looks like a regular frame. Yes. It's not some computery thing. No, no. It's a it looks real. Frame. Beautiful, beautiful picture frame. Stuff pops up and you can thank them right there from the screen. Yep. And it sets up really easy. And here's the thing. A hundred percent satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love your skylight, they'll offer you a full refund. Okay. And when they say satisfaction guaranteed, that's not with the skylight frame. Just. Yeah. It's with the skylight frame, but also the rest of your life. <laughs> if you call them and go, you know, skylight frame, I love the frame. It's the greatest thing I've ever gotten. My mom loves it. It's a great present. Yeah. But just something in my life, I don't feel completely satisfied. Yeah. They say, we're on it. <laughs> and they will fix it up for you. There's no doubt about that at all. They get guarantee satisfaction. Uh, it's really, really good. Now, as a special office, you can get $15 off. $15 off. It's already pretty cheap. $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code PEN. That's right. To get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, just go to Skylight, and light is spelled properly, L-I-G-H-T. Okay? Yes. Skylightframe.com, enter the code P-E-N-N. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code P-E-N-N. Yeah, check it out. It's really, really good. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. So, yeah, so Teller was at the show. The audience didn't know. Yeah. Because during the show, the make-believe, I don't think, maybe a child believes this, but Teller FaceTimes in to do a trick with, um, oh, yes. with Carbonaro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if he saw him in the audience, it would confuse people. Yes. Also, if he were in the audience, 
Many people might wish him well, which is wonderful and beautiful and very, very kind. But Teller also, you know, he needs rest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, One person might go like, hey, if you're sitting here, why aren't you on stage, buckaroo? And that person should be beat up and thrown in an alley. But you know something? If that person said that to Teller, and then an hour later came back to tell, he wouldn't remember. (laughs) It is incredible. You know when they say forgive and forget? Yes. The important part of that is forget. (laughs) Forgive really doesn't matter. Teller and I don't forgive people, hardly ever. Right. We forget. (laughs) If you have a choice of one of those two, go with forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was a really, really successful run with Carbonaro. And then starting December 23rd, which probably, if December 26th is Boxer Day. Yes. And 24th is Christmas Eve. Yeah. 23rd should be something, right? Yeah. Like All Elf's Day? <laughs> yes. This is, All Elf's Day is your first show back. All, All Elf's Day, yeah. All Elf's Day. Um, we come back the 23rd. And then we work straight through January 1st. No show, no show New Year's Eve, but January 1st. So we work straight through, and it'll be uh, me and Carbonaro back with Teller's Notes. <laughs> it'll be better. It'll be a better show. Unless I say to Aaron, who gives a fuck? Which yeah. I have no one to say to Aaron. <laughs> Teller gave me these notes. Yeah, okay. Don't bother. <laughs> Why didn't these notes get done, Teller says. I go, I don't know. guess they're not paying attention to you. <laughs> I don't know. But Teller was there. Teller was very kind afterwards. And I was shaky for the whole show. Oh, man. If you saw if you saw the show uh, Saturday yeah. night, I hope you didn't notice. But if you did, it's because I was nervous about Teller. And There's, did you end with your holiday poem? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kilimanjaro? Kilimanjaro. Nice. I like saying Kilimanjaro, Michael Carbonaro. And last night, we had a very special thing happen, which was... Uh, Michael Carbonaro and Penn Jillette almost dying on stage. We almost needed quadruple bypasses, both of us. <laughs> we had a gentleman on stage who perhaps had um, had enjoyed small doses of a poison. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Dip, See? Dipped a toe into his cups? Maybe. Maybe dipped his toe into his cup. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um... But uh, Carbonaro picked him, good for Carbonaro. <laughs> he came up on stage, and the final trick is... I don't know if Carbonaro... I know he tours. I don't know if, like, uh, gummy bear dispensaries are as, as, as rampant in every place he performs as they are. Here. I believe this may not have been gummy bears. Okay. This may have been good old-fashioned liquid poison. <laughs> um, could have been. I don't know. I John, don't, Jim, and Jack? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. yeah maybe maybe could have been. Uh and uh, maybe mixed of those. <laughs> With a little bit of shrooming on top. So this g- guy, whether it was his uh, predisposition mm-hmm. or whether it was the intoxicants, was very trusting. Perhaps a little too trusting. <laughs> so what we have is we have a lazy Susan on stage. Yes. And in the lazy Susan, there is a dangerous broken bottle. And then there are five other, four other, um, three other. No, there aren't. Start with four. 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 Start with four. Okay. Um, Love there, giving batting signals over here for you. <laughs> there are four bottles. On, one is a bottle. Three are empty bags. Yes. And we go back and forth. And we smash our hands down 
It's when the audience member picks the bag and picks which one of us should do it. And it's all done to the night before Christmas poem, which is actually called The Visit from St. Nicholas. You don't need to know that. I don't. And Carbonaro said to me, you know, maybe we can get a bit out of this. I always thought that it was up on the housetop, reindeer's paws. I always thought it was P-A-U-S-E and not (laughs) P-A-W-S. That's what I thought when I was a child. And I said, well, Carbonaro, that's correct. He said, I thought it was P-A-U-S-E, like reindeer's paws. They stop. And I said, well, Carbo, if they didn't, Santa could knock it out of the sleigh safely. It's OSHA rules. (laughs) But the sleigh must be the complete stop before the gift giver gets out of the sleigh. He said, no, but I thought it was P-A-U-S-E, not P-A-W-S, like reindeer's paws. The pearl, by the way. I hear the paws. Of the reindeer. reindeer. He said, I always thought it was P-A-U-S-E. It's P-A-W-S. I said, no, you can't get a bit out of this, Carbonaro, <laughs> because what you thought was what is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both. Said, no. Yeah. It's not both. It's not both P-A-W-S and P-A-U-S-E. It's the reindeer's paws. They stop for Santa to get safely out of this light. So he up on the rooftop, his... I hear the absence can, of sound. Can we just point out that reindeer don't have paws and right, settle this argument? Up on the housetop, reindeer hooves. Oh, he must out be, jumps. The good author must old, be so embarrassed then. Out <laughs> jumps good old Santa Claus. <laughs> Which is fine if you're in a Scandinavian country, <laughs> where where hooves and clues. Rhyme perfectly. <laughs> Hussenklaffen. Hussenklaffen. Up yeah. on the house top, Ranger Hussenklaffen. <laughs> Out jumps good old Santa Hussenklaffen. They're actually reversed from each other. It's so a spoonerism. Spoonerism. So, <laughs> which most of, most of Scandinavian countries speak entirely in spoonerism. Hocken to Hoigen, Hoigen to Hocken. Those are two different words. So I said, Carbonaro. The word is pause. You can't say, you know, when I heard Hey Jude the first time, I thought he was saying, Hey Jude. <laughs> like, Hey Jude. Like the name was Jude, like J U D E. That's what I thought originally. <laughs> okay, Michael Carpenter. You know, when I heard Elton John's wait, wait, wait. Tiny Dancer, yeah. I thought he was saying, Tiny Dancer. <laughs> This means that Carbonaro was corrected by an idiot, and Carbonaro accepted that idiot at face value. I guess so. Because he had it right the first time. That is actually the name of Michael Carbonaro's autobiography, Corrected by an Idiot, the Michael Carbonaro story. But I mean, does he think that Santa could get out of a moving sleigh? And does he think reindeer have paws? Well, yeah, you're bothered mostly by that. Yes. And I think that's correct. Hooves. Yeah. All right, hooves. Okay. Anyway, so we have... (laughs) He thinks both of those wrong things, apparently. Yeah. He thought two wrong things simultaneously. He thought he was wrong when he was right, which is the most (laughs) infuriating way to be wrong. (laughs) And he thought reindeers have paws and not hooves. He thought reindeers were cute and cuddly. Reindeers are fucking killers. They will stomp you to death with those hooves. Yeah. You stay, if you see her, just I'm telling you. 
Yeah. If you see a reindeer, stay the fuck away. Yeah. They will, they hate people, first of all. Yes. They attack. What they eat mostly is they eat berries, leaves, and people. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a delicacy to reindeer. Yeah. Because they fact, live. In that order. So if yeah. you see them eating the first two, run. <laughs> right. Well, that's their appetizer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're just on course one. Right. Your course two. Right. Well, I think it's actually berries, <laughs> leaves, humans. Yeah, yeah. 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 Then for dessert. Oddly hedgehogs. <laughs> that is the <laughs> diet of reindeer who are mean motherfuckers. And what makes them so mean yeah. is they live where no people are. Yeah. I mean, there's a few people, but they don't count. Well, they used to be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there is so few people in the Arctic Circle. <laughs> yeah, sure. Now. now. <laughs> The hoof prints all over them. Yeah. But see, Carbonaro thinks they're cuddly. Like, ooh, I'd like to hear the little paws going around my house of a reindeer. Yeah, till they bite off your dick. <laughs> yeah, that's really fun. Yeah. So there's a- So if you hear reindeer land on your rooftop, don't think it's cute. <laughs> no, no, no. Get out of the house. Get out of the house. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> Because, you know, the fat fuck can come down the chimney, yeah. so can the reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> with with hooves of steel. They have, they'll put razor blades right in their hooves to fight. Because reindeer spend a lot of time in prison, and they can make shivs out of anything. Yeah. Stop <laughs> crying, kid. I'm not here for milk and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for you. Wait a minute. There's a berry cookie. <laughs> And then there's a leaf cookie, and then there's a child cookie. <laughs> That's the way the reindeer see it. Killer reindeer. I thought it was paws. <laughs> you know, when I first heard jingle bells, yeah. I thought it was jingle, the sound, followed by bells. Yeah. Oh, Pen, you fool. I thought, I thought they had paws until one hoofed me in my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I won't make that mistake again. <laughs> now that I have the mark of dancer on my forehead, <laughs> mark of oh, dancer, mark, mark of tiny dancer. <laughs> and boy, when that one, when that, when, when that one dashed up yeah. to me, and st that, all those names yeah. are their wrestler names, dancer, <laughs> dancer. Prancer, yeah. Vixen, yeah. he pranced on my chest. And that Vixen, she seduces you in, and then, ho, 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 ho. And that Cupid thing, that's like sarcastic, like giant guys named Tiny. Yeah. Cupid does not love anything. No. Cupid is a Cupid hater. Cupid is full of hate. <laughs> Actually, they called him hater, and then they said, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's be ironic. Yeah. That's the new thing. Let's yeah. be ironic. Because, yeah. you know, it was, irony was a new thing for reindeer. Reindeer did not discover irony till like 1968. National Lampoon was starting up, and the reindeer went, huh, I guess you can be ironic. Hey, hater, we're calling you Cupid for, no shit, really? You're going to call me Cupid? I'll fuck you up. That's exactly our point. That's exa Read this Michael O'Donoghue piece. It's not National Lampoon yet. It's Harvard Lampoon. Yeah. But you know something? Doc 
which is one of the less known reindeers. He went to Harvard, cock. He did. So he he came back with a Harvard lampoon and said, Michael O'Donoghue wrote this stuff, irony. Hey, hater, come over here. Motherfucker. We're going to call you Cupid. No fucking way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do that. Because it's funny. What do you mean funny? You say the opposite of what you mean, and it's funny. Hey, hey, I like you. Whoa! Oh! Whoa! Here comes hater. I'll be Cupid. So we have this bottle. We have this bottle. Oh, you're back to the intoxicated guy. By the way, um, Zoltan came to the show last night. Mm-hmm. My son was there. I wasn't nervous about him. Nervous about Teller. And uh, if you wore the same outfit as Teller, though. And they, <laughs> and they came backstage, he and his friends from theater school. And one of his friends from theater school, who will remain nameless, yeah. said to me, <laughs> say bottle. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And I said bottle. And they went, <laughs> I went, you're laughing at the way I say bottle? And they say, yes. They said, you don't say bottle right. I said, I say bottle. And they said, yeah. And you said it a lot of times. I said, yeah. And Zoltan says, oh, he explained everything. He went, he's from New England. (laughs) I don't say bottle with a Vegas accent. No. Of course, Robbie makes fun of how I say bottle. But Robbie makes fun of me for everything. So it doesn't matter. Right, right, right. So there's one bottle. Do I say bottle funny? Did you get all Cupid on that kid who said yeah, sure funny? Did. I was Cupid and, yeah, heavy. I, if I only had some hooves, if I just had oh, hooves. Oh, I would have hooved his head so hard. <laughs> so you know funny? When I listened to the song 199 Bottles of Beer on the Wall, <laughs> I heard it as beer on the wall. <laughs> every verse, every I heard verse, it. Like B-E-E-R? Yes. Yeah. Beer on the wall? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> I thought old McDonald had a farm. <laughs> and then I thought he was just saying E-I-E-I-O <laughs> for no reason at all. That's a, I thought it was E-I-E-I-O. That's why he was just saying vowels. That's what I thought. I, I know we're going to get to the end of this story, but we're talking about pronunciating. Pronunciating words? Mm-hmm. We're sure. talking about pronunciating words. Can you spell that? And, and you said something Uh-oh. that the only other person I've heard say this is Carbonaro, which is, I went on tour. And you Our, just said tour, tour recently. Tour. That's not the word. Well, he's from Long Island. Well, yeah, Carbo is. Carbo. And you're, you're from, from Jersey. Jersey. Is that the way they say it back there? Tour? I guess so. Did you go on tour? I went on tour with my bottles. Did you go what on- What did you do, Matt Donald? I, I toured America. Did with. you did you do your tour and restored card routine when you're on tour? <laughs> is it okay? But this is okay. How do you say it? <laughs> tour like tour. the human being. Tour. It's two syllables. Tour. So, so it's spelled T U T O U R R T O U R. Oh wait, what's it? How's it spelled? T O U R. Because that that to me spells tour and tour. What you guys are saying sounds like T U O R. So if I'm supposed to just switch those around in my head. Sure, sure. Yeah, I can do that. Like you're in the Arctic Circle. <laughs> so there's a bottle. Ha, ha, ha. He said bottle. There's a bottle. <laughs> there's a bottle that is smashed. Yeah. And if you hit it with your hand, it will cut your hand badly, right? Yeah. And then there are three others that look exactly the same. Okay. Now the gag of the bit is we kind of lead the audience to believe that the audience member, drunk off his ass, 
possibly, yeah, is going to be the one that smashes his hand down. Yes. But he doesn't know the trick. Right. So he's not going to do that. It's going to be me and Michael. So in our little poem, we say, pick one of the bottles, right? And he goes, okay, that one. And comes in with his hand oh. at full speed. No, no. Toward a broken bottle. Oh. Just as his hand touches the bag. It is amazing because my hand is on his wrist. And Michael's hand is on top of mine. <laughs> and we both go, boom, pull his hand away. And then Michael and I look at each other and go, oh, oh. And I say, I saw my career flash before my eyes. And the guy standing there and two people are holding his wrist, right? And I want to point out, my hand was on his wrist. Carbonaro's hand was on mine. Which means who was quicker? You are. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Holding his hand. Carbono, in fact, had enough time to think, if I don't also put my hand on there, I look like an asshole. <laughs> but, but there's no reason on earth for that drunkard to own a casino. Exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. It would have been the end of our lives. Yeah. So terrible. And then I wouldn't let go of him, right? Yeah. I was just kind of like, don't. Use your hands again. Just point. Use your words. And Carbonaro says, okay, point at the next bottle, but don't use your hands. Point with something else down there in your lap. <laughs> <laughs> so that turned out okay, but it certainly screwed up the cadence of the poem. Oh, because <laughs> we were not paying attention after that. Yeah. All we were thinking, it also threw us off on the actual trick. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we were like, oh, oh, oh Jiminy. So that was, uh, that was scary. But I'll tell you, every moment with Michael Carbonaro was a pleasure. He's a pro. He's a pro. Yeah. He did a really good job. The shows were really good. And he was a pleasure backstage. And he was, he was, he was able to make changes and say, how about we do this? How about we do that? But it was pleasant and easy and nice, and um, it was just perfect. Great. Yeah, my, uh, yeah I can't wait to see it in December. Um, my kids saw the solo show and was like, I heard he was back and wanted to go see him again. Mm. Gotta go see him. Gotta take him. And uh, what uh, what have you, shows have you been doing? Uh, I, just, I just finished up shows in Folsom. I think we talked about that in the last pod. I, did, I had no shows this week, uh, huh. just home for the holidays. Figure. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. I did. I uh, I hung out with this guy at uh, Matt King's. Oh, you went to Matt King's? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fellow who invented the torn and restored newspaper? Mr. Gene Anderson. Gene Anderson, 81, performed torn and restored newspaper for everybody. A trick that Carbonaro is doing in the yep. Pan and Carbonaro show. Uh, really great. And then after what he just said, he goes, you know, I was supposed to do one show after, during the pandemic. I canceled because of the pandemic. And then I hadn't done a show since, so this is my first show in three years. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Don't wait another three, Gene. You're knocking on heaven's door. <laughs> Did you say that? <laughs> I, I could have. I was. I started to bust his balls a lot by the end of the night, and, and he, he rolled with it. Gene did another fantastic trick also. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has that, yeah. uh, he cuts, he goes to cut hello in a, in a string of newspaper. Have you seen this? No. Uh, so the bit is, that, you know, he, he says, is there anything wonderful than, you know, saying hello to someone and... And this is a neat little trick I have with scissors, and he folds it all up. So he's only all you gotta do is cut one little thing around the corner, and he opens it up and just says "hell," 
And he goes, oh, I forgot a letter, you know? <laughs> and goes to cut it and cuts it and snips it. Snips very clearly, instructs how to snip an O. Opens it and says, oh, hell. <laughs> and he goes, oh, shoot. And he just loops it real quick and does one little, like, snip. And then he just opens it right back up and it says hello perfectly. This is really clean magic trick. Oh, goes that's from, nice. Yeah. And, and immediately after seeing it, I went and looked in his book. It takes 21 pages to describe how to do that trick. <laughs> <laughs> Goudot was there. Goudot couldn't be here today. He was, he, he was in town for a gig, and they yeah. called rehearsal for today. Yeah. So he couldn't come by today. And he didn't even call me to say, let's hang out or anything. Well, he's been on this gig. He's a rap bastard. What gig's he doing? Uh, he came in for Thanksgiving, and then he's doing some a, juggling, a industrial juggling Yeah, in an, an industrial show. And they, and they are giving him a schedule like day by day, so it's, they're, not, they're not being forthcoming. So, um, but uh, I will tell him that you called him a rat bastard and you want to hang out. I did. I, he's a rat bastard. Is yeah. A, how long is he in town? I think the gig's for like four or five days or something like that. Yeah. Well, I leave for LA tomorrow. Whoa. <laughs> By the way, Monday. Yeah. Monday. Yeah. Top Fuel Eliminators, Funny Cars. I have a, I'm at Barnes and Noble at the Grove in Los Angeles. Oh. I'm going to be there doing a book signing and reading. And I looked at the number of my friends that are coming and said, oh, so the public's not invited. <laughs> <laughs> so many people there. Oh, that's very wonderful. So I'll be doing that that's in Los great. Angeles. So I might miss Goudot, but I miss Goudot. I don't think anyone's written a better first kiss than your first kiss in random. Thank it you. It really was one of my favorite. Oh, thank you. I was like, that is just perfect and beautiful. Thank you so I much. I really liked that. Thank you. Thank you. People have uh, people have liked that scene. Yes, people have liked that scene very much. It makes me very very happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the book is doing well. I guess the first printing is sold out, so they'll do another printing. They got to print more. That's the way it works, right? That's the way it should be. People yeah. in Oklahoma love that book. People in Oklahoma love the book. You know, number one, <laughs> number one, Oklahoma in Oklahoma. Are you doing any book tours there? I did one. <laughs> I did. Was, I was in Tulsa. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That any might book be what? Any book what? Book tours. Tour. Book tours. Manure. Is there any other tour stops for you in Oklahoma? I don't know, but I'll have my bottle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, please, please, if we've if we've if we've done nothing else in the history of Penn Sunday School, careful of the reindeer. <laughs> that was Penn Sunday School, particularly and Cupid. Yeah. Cha cha cha. You become naked. that up on the housetop? Oh, I hear... <laughs> I owe daughter money. I didn't know he brought his friends. <laughs> I'm Christmas of all the days to come. Next to week. Life. I can pay you next week. <laughs> I promise you. You know we love you. Hey, Matt Donnelly, get me to thank... Yes, I want to thank the following people who support us at patreon.com slash pen. Now is a great time, by the way, to upgrade for one month to get yourself a personal video from pen that you can send to a loved one for the holidays. Uh, go to patreon.com slash pen now. The following people here support us at the loyal level of the congregation. This is uh, Jim, the now 24 yearly performances as Naked Magician, Scooped Mids, Paul McBride, Michelle Geiser, Brogan Hastings, Placida Scott, Dante Peace, Damian Martin, Adam Luce hopes Teller has a speedy recovery. Timo Tihoff, Mark Pickenheim, Miriam Engels, Scott Kelly, Kelly M, 
Adam Berzins, Matthew Applehands, Fractured Adventures, Carlos Alvarez, Nicholas Emerson, Michael Cornwall, Ross Devereaux, Rude Dudley, Ryan Matthews, Jeff Bacher, and Eric Dobell. Thank you. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.